uh, Sunbury Police Department, I wish to advise you that you have an absolute right to remain silent and anything you say can be used against you in a court of law. That you have a right to talk to an attorney before and have an attorney present with you during questioning. That if you cannot afford to hire an attorney, one will be appointed to represent you without charge before any questioning, if you so desire. If you do decide to answer any questions, you may stop at any time. Welcome back to About Last Night. I'm your host, Anna Wiest, on my own today because Fran is really busy this week, but that's okay. Today we're going to play some of the interview between Elliot Barber and police officers, and I'm just going to give you some commentary along the way, my thoughts about what's going on in these interviews. So stay tuned. It'll be interesting. And just a quick trigger warning here because keep in mind we are hearing from a convicted killer. We are going to hear things that are really crazy and might be triggering to some people, so please listen with caution. On the morning of November 12th, 2013, a body was found on an alley in Sunbury, Pennsylvania. Later identified as Troy LaFerrera, the victim of a gruesome murder had been stabbed more than 20 times. Sunbury police spent weeks investigating the crime before arresting 18-year-old Miranda Barber, followed by her husband, Elliot, just a few days later. With ties to Satanism and their self-described desire to just kill someone together, the couple was soon recognized nationwide as the Craigslist killers. Let's start that night. November 11, 2013. It's your birthday. It was my birthday. Okay. Um, did you did you have a good birthday? Yes, okay. I did. It's about the best it is. So that's in the beginning of the interview, and that was a clip that I wanted to play for you guys because I think it gives us some insight into just how crazy and bizarre this whole thing is. Um, that it was his birthday, and he's like, yeah. It was a it was a really good birthday. So weird. I'm in the back seat, covered up by a blanket. And she's in the front. We came up with a signal to, to determine when it was safe when we thought it was. But he gets in the car probably around eight or so. She drives to Sunbury. Tries to slip me the signal, but I didn't notice. So she Reaches back and flops my leg. So I pop up with that cord that y'all found on the body. That was me. Then the whole time I'm just, he's like fighting and shit. And he goes forward, pulling back, and she's like already stabbing him. We've talked about this part of the story so many times, and what Elliot is saying here does pretty much align with um, what Francis and I have been talking about this whole season with the story, but it is so crazy to me to hear Elliot actually say it out loud and, like, describe it in his own words. And I look, I lean forward, and there's blood everywhere. And she's like, oh my god, there's blood everywhere, I don't know what to do. I don't know what to tell you. This is, this is everywhere. There's no cleaning that up. I said, all they gotta do is just look at your car and you're done. She's like, yeah, yeah, I know. And then she goes and drives somewhere. I don't remember. I think we went to Walmart first. No, no. First, before we even touched it, I think we went with his wallet. 
Jack surfs through it. Took his money at like two fifty, two fifty-four, fifty-two, something like that. And uh excuse that I believe they had only originally agreed to like fifty and then she coerced him into a hundred. But he said I'd be more than willing to give you more kind of things, so it's probably like he had extra. But she drives around, go to Walmart. I already knew it was on tape that I was the one who went into Walmart. It was just, I'm not stupid. This was not quite as planned as it should have been. So in that section, Elliot was talking about what happened right after they dumped the body. And I just wanted to say that, like, I think it's crazy. I could never be a police officer because the way that Officer Travis Bremigen just had to, like, sit here and listen to all this. And if you were actually watching the video, he just, like, stays so calm. And I'm sure inside he was, like flipping out like what the hell is going on um so kudos to him and all the police officers that can do that because that is wild and also Elliot being like I already knew that like it was going to be on tape that I was going to Walmart like I'm not dumb like that's just so nonchalant in a way like uh yeah we were on the tapes we were just waiting for you guys to figure it out like that is crazy to me and come on like, did he really think about that at the time? Mm, probably not. I don't know. I think the first thing we did was go to that place in Sealand's Grove, the secluded spot in Sealand's Grove that I know she didn't say in her affidavit, which meant y'all already knew about it. I'm not stupid. And then we go there, and then she, like, tries to clean it up. And halfway, like, not even 60 seconds into it, I'm like, there's cameras right there. Oh, God, there's cameras right there. She's like, fuck, what are we doing? There's nothing we can do. We're already on the camera. Dude, put blood in the trash can. She's like, all right, well, let's leave. And by then, I, I was, honestly, by then, I had known that I was the one that went into Walmart. We didn't take his phone. She took his wallet. There was blood in the car. There was probably cameras at the, at the, the mall. We didn't know that there wasn't. There was cameras on the street signs, there was cameras on these street signs, there could have been cameras anywhere. And at that point, I was like, ooh, we, we, we're we gonna get caught. We are, we might as well just go ahead and, and turn ourselves in. But as we all know, they didn't. They did not turn themselves in. And again, Elliot here is like, I'm not stupid. Like I knew all this stuff was happening, but yet they stayed in the area for the several weeks that followed before they were arrested. They didn't flee. They didn't get out of town. Um, so did he really notice all of this stuff at the time? I'm very doubtful of that. Then we have to eat it right off. It was delicious. It was delicious. It was delicious. What did you eat? I ate burger. It was fantastic. Well, I ate there like a couple of times. Did, we did both, both make mention to each other how fucked up it was that this just happened and now we're just like eating out. Get the unlimited fries. Hmm? Get the unlimited fries. That's it. That's amazing. Every bit of it was amazing. And then we went to Harrisburg and I guess you could quote people on Facebook and say we spend this blood money. We went to a strip club. That was true. But it was terrible. Again, this is something that we already talked about, but I think it's worth it for you guys just to hear it 
in Elliot's own words, like, yeah, we went to dinner. It was great. And we even talked about how messed up it was that we were eating dinner. And nothing else happened. Nothing significant pertaining to any of this really happened afterwards. Because, I mean, all we were doing was just waiting. And then y'all came by. And then y'all kind of know the rest. And then he's like, yeah, we knew that you guys were going to get us. We were just chilling out for a couple weeks, like, waiting for you to show up, and then you did. And here we are. Like, oh, I knew that we left all this evidence. I knew that you had all this footage, but I didn't try to get the hell out of here. We just waited for you guys to come. That's so bizarre, right? I I did not even know what this guy looked like until I saw him in the paper. So if that was the first time I would have saw him and his name was up there, or if his name was not up there, I legitimately would have not have recognized him. I think what he's saying here just goes back to emphasize the whole we just wanted to kill someone together idea behind this whole thing. He's like, I didn't even know what he looked like. I didn't even know his name until I saw it in the paper. Like this wasn't a targeted thing. They were just out to kill somebody. Did you guys both come up with this to kill him together? Mm-hmm. Evasive. Like, what? Why? 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 Yeah. Why? Is that the general overall question Why? everyone wants to know? Yeah, like, what Why? makes Just what makes this be the guy that you're gonna... Nothing. Absolutely nothing. He was the first guy that we could get to. Like I said, that there was another guy. He never showed up. That was all that was. Same situation, same setup, everything. And here we get another confirmation of this whole idea that they were just out to kill somebody. It could have been someone else. This was just the first guy that they were able to get in contact with that the plan worked out. And we'll be right back. Sholly Insurance Agency is an independent insurance company that has been family owned and operated since 1985. When you enter their branches in Lewisburg and Sealands Grove, You will be welcomed by local agents who understand your needs and want to help you find the right coverage at the best price. Locally based and community oriented, Sholly Insurance will help you protect what you love. Head to sholleyagency.com for more information. Sholly Insurance Agency, we are here to help. You talk about the murder, you talk about other murders that you try to set up. Mm -hmm. Okay, they fell for him. It was only one. It was only one here. Was that here? It was a, yeah, only one of them was here. There were others. Where was that one that was here? Where was that one that was here? Yeah. Down at 11.15 at a gas station. A broken down gas station. We tried to meet with some guy also on Craigslist. Can you imagine being that other person after the fact and being like, damn, glad I didn't go to meet these people. Like, it's just crazy that they had tried to meet others, and I can't imagine being that person, like, thinking back. I mean, I don't know why you would meet them to begin with, if I'm being honest. It just sounds shady from the start, but still. Any remorse for the murder? Any remorse? No. Something you just wanted to do, and you guys decided to do, and you did it together. Yeah. Nothing more to if that's your that's the answer to why as well. This is just like what we heard in Miranda's interview with Francis last week. It's just no remorse. We were gonna do it and we don't regret it. 
To my knowledge, she's never slept with anybody. That's the truth. Because so far as I know, she never... How do you earn 450 bucks that quick? I don't know, unless you are into 20 second BJ's. Did she say she did that? I don't know. You don't know? Or you don't want to tell me? I don't want to tell you. You don't want to tell me? I don't want to tell you. Did she really? I'm not sure. I don't know. I don't know. You just fucking know. No, I think uh, you do know. You know I'm not going to screw you. If I don't know, I'm telling you I don't know. Okay. Alright. Did she ever admit to having sex with anybody? Because I don't actually know. I'd just like to know. Would that, that make you feel jealous? Not anymore. I just, were you jealous of it? Were you, like, I was jealous of it because in the back of my mind I felt like that, but I didn't think she did. Can you just be honest with me? Yeah. Help my conscience. She did. Has she ever? Like with she, not that she not that she's told me. Never. She so she was completely saying that it was all companionship every time. I think it's interesting here how we're finally getting Elliot's side of the whole. Oh, I was fine with her meeting with other guys thing, and he's like. Actually, I'm not too confident that she was never having sex with these other guys. She told me she wasn't, but do I really believe her? Doesn't sound like it because he's asking Officer Bremigen over and over again, has she told you that she did? Has she confessed to that? So it seems like he's not too sure of that after all. So what's your feeling here? Like, what's your, uh, do you think she, you say she killed before? Mm-hmm. All right. You met these people on the 95. Mm-hmm. That I know of, Mr. Mr. Uh, yeah. I don't know his name. Okay. I don't know anybody's name. She comes uh, back. The only person, the only people I know are Bob, Vic, and I feel like there's someone else. These people are never involved in any of this. Yeah. Troy. Troy. Or Diane right here. Yep. Vic. Mm-hmm. Did you enjoy killing him? Yes. Yes. So what point? If I didn't, why would I want to do in the first place? Did she enjoy killing? Of course, probably more than I did. I mean, how freaking sick is that? Like, Officer Bremigen says, you know, she's killed before, but you say that you haven't. So how did you feel? Like, what was this experience like? And he's like, yeah, I enjoyed it. And she probably enjoyed it even more. That's just so, so sick. I'm going to be placing you under the arrest for the murder of Troy Rivera. Cool. Okay. We're just going to walk straight back here. All right. And once again, we have Elliot being so chill and so calm about this whole thing. You're under arrest, he says. Cool. And I just, I can't even imagine, one, I, obviously, no one can imagine being these people, being these murderers, um, but being Officer Bremigen and dealing with Elliot this whole time, at one point in a clip that I didn't play because the audio was really muddled because it sounded like Officer Bremigen was coming in the door, he, Elliot says to him, have you ever had someone come in here and confess to murder and maintain a demeanor like mine. Like, he is almost asking Officer Bremigen, are you impressed by how calm I am about all this? Does this stand out to you as being impressive and something that you haven't seen before? I think that just adds a whole other layer to how normal this seems to them. 
thanks for listening in today. I hope you found this audio interesting. Next week, I'm going to see if I can't get my hands on some other audio that is from a later interview with Elliot after Miranda's interview with Francis, which kind of talks more about some of the things that Fran and Miranda talked about. So I'm going to see if we can't get that for next week. Hopefully Fran will be back on with me next week and we'll see you then. This podcast is produced by Harv Productions, LLC.